Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to uh, look at what Creator discusses about the enemies of enlightenment. Now, in this regard, the enemies is not uh, a being, per se, or, or physical adversary, or even a spiritual one, per se, but it's more like the enemies within. You know, what what mental attributes, uh, what lack of uh, discipline or wherewithal, so to speak, within yourself is uh, is an enemy of enlightenment, Carl. Well, there's a lot to learn about that, as we're finding out. We've been working at this quite some time, because it's important to human healing, which is important in turn to happiness. Everyone has their own struggles, their own limitations, their own weaknesses, and their own foibles that can be minor or major so understanding what is within us and how to mitigate that and maybe overcome it is central to what we think of as making progress in life and the whole idea of enlightenment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the first question is, uh, most of the questions in this book are derived from a conversation between uh, author an anthropologist, Carlos Castaneda, and his mentor, Don Juan Matus. And we want to make very clear that the whole reason that we're showcasing this conversation is because we had a previous show on Carlos Castaneda. And in that show, Creator revealed that Don Juan was a real figure and, in fact, was a very powerful one and very knowledgeable. So with that credibility in mind, I felt that this would be a useful dialogue to explore. And indeed, we got some very profound answers in terms of the questions we wrote. So here comes the first question. Today's questions are based on dialogue between anthropologist and author Carlos Castaneda and his mentor, Don Juan Matus. This dialogue is found in Castaneda's first book, The Teachings of Don Juan. Don Juan talked about, about becoming a man of knowledge. He said, a man of knowledge is one who has followed truthfully the hardships of learning. A man who has, without rushing or without faltering, gone as far as he can in unraveling the secrets of power and knowledge. Many people have said that knowledge is power. We have heard that absolute power corrupts absolutely, but is knowledge of power as hazardous as power itself? What can Creator tell us? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator. Indeed, the two are not the same. Knowledge of power is a process and product of learning. It is the implementation that can lead to consequences, either good or bad, as the case might be. But the two are intricately intertwined. The purpose of learning is to gain power, to gain mastery over one's own physical body, and being able to move about reliably and adroitly without accident or injury, to carry out many manipulations of things in the environment needed for daily living and to have knowledge within of how to conduct oneself in the company of others to engage in interpersonal relationships for many varied purposes and to hold one's own thought 
and to hold one's own through having a foundation of awareness and knowledge about common cultural things and influences so one does not feel like an outsider and lost in the company of others, not understanding what is even being talked about, let alone having something to contribute, to be seen as a member of the circle in equal standing. The very acquisition of knowledge is a key to participating in life, for without it, a person will be sidelined by their incapacity. But all knowledge comes with responsibility. If one acts on information that is incomplete, the odds will go up of making a mistake. If their actions are not in divine alignment, but simply based on knowing things that represent an opportunity to exploit others or take unfair advantage of a situation to benefit the self that comes at an expense to others, such uses of power through knowledge will always incur a karmic penalty that will come back to haunt the perpetrator of these misdeeds whether big or small. So we would like to see a full definition here be that knowledge is ideally that body of awareness that adds to completion of the being in ways that will help them remain in divine alignment in all they do. So rather than pursuing knowledge as a means to gain power, that knowledge is pursued as a means to attain enlightenment being the fullest possible expression of the soul in a balanced way that helps the self with no harm to others and helps others with no harm to the self. I would guess that Cray would probably not argue with um, saying that pursuit of knowledge to gain greater divine alignment as opposed to gaining power would probably be acceptable, I would imagine. <laughs> Well, that's what uh, was just said, basically. That basically, that's, yes. <laughs> that's the quest of life or the purpose in being here is to learn how to keep our wits about us and stay intact and, and still remember where we come from, that we're spiritual beings and extensions of a soul. And we're here to do some good and, and, and not get dragged down and get taken out along the way, which happens to many. Oh, yes. Yes. And, uh, it becomes quite the art form just to manage to adroitly maneuver and through life and avoid the hazards. That, that's a learning endeavor in its own right from the soul perspective. You asked, uh, creator, Don Juan told Carlos Castaneda, when a man starts to learn, he is never clear about his objectives. His purpose is faulty. His intent is vague. He hopes for rewards that will never materialize, for he knows nothing of the hardships of learning. He slowly begins to learn bit by bit at first, then in big chunks, and his thoughts soon clash. What he learns is never what he pictured or imagined, and so he begins to be afraid. Learning is never what one expects. Every step is, of learning is a new task. The fear the man is experiencing begins to mount mercilessly, unyieldingly. His purpose becomes a battlefield. This is truly a dark depiction of learning. <laughs> is this principally caused by the interference of the interlopers and the attempts to learn, or is learning itself, the demands of managing consciousness itself, difficult and hazardous? What can Creator tell us? All right, and this is Creator's answer. What we will say here is that your question is not overly narrow, speculative, or ill-advised, and therefore misguided or assuming facts not in evidence. We can tell you that the reason the process of learning is so painstaking and long-term a proposition is, in fact, that humans themselves have been dimmed down 
and dumbed down by genetic manipulation done by the extraterrestrial interlopers to diminish you, diminish your reach and power through restricting higher awareness. Intuitive ability and the intuitive reach are extremely important ways of acquiring knowledge and with it an understanding of what the knowledge represents and its broad meaning, particularly with respect to the big picture where one fits in as a member of a group of individuals who need to work alongside one another in harmony. Being cut off from this naturally, from this natural means of learning makes the role of student arduous and uncertain at best, and many suffer painfully and never recover from the squelching of their natural curiosity about the world and thirst for knowledge being a casualty of the outside manipulations, which compound the damage by constructing schools for the young more along the lines of prisons. They have enforced conformity and constraints on movement and vocalization to minimize interactions that would be fruitful done in the right way in allowing greater freedom for exploration with guidance more so than oversight by an authoritarian perspective that students must be told what to think in all circumstances and tested to see if they have absorbed the official dogma of the curriculum. No wonder learning can become fearful when one is put on the spot on a daily basis where they will be contrasted with others and made to feel inferior many times or even humiliated if called on and made an example of by a harsh teacher. Most people going through public school enforced learning have come away scarred by many painful episodes witnessed, if not experienced personally, of emotional harm inflicted by teachers and peers because this is encouraged to happen through manipulation also. It is no accident that the very environment entrusted to teach the young, which is rightly assumed to be the most important goal of society because it ensures continued civilization, is entrusted to the greatest of authoritarian bodies, the government, and left to the state and how the details are decided and formalized. Because all your institutions are corrupt, the same is true of the educational system as a whole in many, many respects. The end result is that the learning experience is simply not natural and becomes much more fear-based than it needs to. Fear of ignorance is primarily fear of being criticized and taps into a very deep fundamental common anxiety in the need for acceptance to have personal security and well-being. So when one's learning is under inspection and subjected to potential criticism, it is more deeply threatening and stressful than even teachers appreciate. You know, I, a thought occurred to me that there's a strong tendency to demarcate the phase of education in one's life and then the rest of your life, you know, the with the graduation ceremony, it's at and it's it's almost as if, OK, we're done learning now, <laughs> you know, and that you want to spend the rest of your life just rehashing what you've learned in the first 12 or 16 years if you got an advanced degree. And then your learning is supposed to stop. and You're just supposed to follow suit and do what you're told from then on, you know, um, I think there's a lot of reality to that, actually. Well, there, there's a lot we could say about this, and I think this is an answer that would surprise many, many people who have not stopped to think about how good or bad school really is as an influence. 
it, it it's a deep subject, but one of very serious import because it is the springboard. Yes. Or at least assumed to be. But and I can tell you as someone who's been in the working world, people are pretty much aware that students represent kind of beginners still. They're they're not polished, they're not accomplished, they really don't know much of anything that's truly useful yet. Right. They will learn by doing, kind of starting at the bottom and working their way up, just like all of life always is. So one can ask, you know, how effective and how important is school really in the scheme of things, other than a kind of way station and a um, a daycare mechanism to ha keep people safely employed on, at something so right. they're not running wild in the streets unsupervised when they're immature and uh, ill-formed and, and, and so on. The, there's, there's a lot to consider here. Absolutely. U.S. creator, Castaneda asked Don Juan, and what can he do to overcome fear? Don Juan replies. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, that, that looks like I backed up too much. Lost my place, Carl. Sorry about that. No, you're in the right place. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, I accidentally hit scroll here. Okay, that's okay. Castaneda asked Don Juan, and what can uh, what can he do to overcome fear? Don Juan replies, the answer is very simple. He must not run away. He must defy his fear, and in spite of it, must take the next step in learning, and the next, and the next. He must be fully afraid, and yet, he must not stop. That is the rule for overcoming fear. And a moment will come when his enemy, that is fear, retreats. The man begins to feel sure of himself. His intent becomes stronger. Learning is no longer a terrifying task. When this joyful moment comes, the man can say without hesitation that he has defeated his first natural enemy, which is fear. Casanova asks if it happens all at once or little by little. Don Juan replies, it happens little by little, and yet fear is vanquished suddenly and fast. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and Creator tells us, this is the portrait of someone who has a solid emotional foundation and unhindered talents and wherewithal to bounce back after a setback and reapply their efforts with greater intensity and resolve to keep going and overcome prior failings. So the whole focus here is, in a sense, applying the force of will to achieve a desired goal, despite the cost along the way of living with increased fear from putting oneself on the line at risk of being criticized or one's efforts rejected altogether. This is a weak answer to the problem because only some have inner strength and balance to remain strong when faced with the many difficulties hurled at them by life and its challenges. Most people will be beaten down by repeated failure and will settle for less lofty goals, more in keeping with their perceived limitations they come to believe are unalterable. Most such criticism is unfair because it is meted out in a way that is reacting to temporary conditions and circumstances. But with the danger, it will be embraced as a definition of one's being and carried lifelong, even though most of such experiences happen early in life when the person's not even fully developed and fully expressing their talents and capabilities. So there's a great level of ignorance by educators, even though they see the reality of varied levels of competence being age-related, 
They nonetheless are manipulated to force people to fit into the same mold. What is needed is a saner approach to begin with, but also an ongoing awareness. People need tools to cope with their fear and extinguish it beyond simply relying on willpower alone. The seeds of awareness about resolving inner trauma have been planted and are flourishing among some healers. That is what needs to be supported and advocated strongly for people of all ages because it is a way of reclaiming their personal power through having a way to accomplish effective self-healing that is required in order for willpower to work. People cannot simply decide to be successful and then succeed through the strength of determination alone. Fear can be too great to allow that to happen. But when fear is emptied of its power and released, that leaves strength intact and will allow willpower to do its intended job. I think this is a very, very important channeling from Creator. You know, that the Creator is... is acknowledging that some people have the strength to stand strong, which we've heard many times. That's a common phrase in the the channeling, stand strong, stand strong, stand strong. But not everybody has that strength to be able to weather a difficult storm without help. Some people, some of them, some people can, you know, and they act as inspiration, but maybe they also act as, as false inspiration in the sense that they have something that the people that are struggling don't have. And that's sufficient inner strength. And you can't get that from anywhere. And when you don't have it, you got to get it from somewhere, and creator is where you need to go to get it, I think. Well, and as we're learning here, even the educational system is serving the darkness, in a sense, by beating people down in the way it functions and operates. So some who are strong can weather it and maybe even be toughened and strengthened from fighting the battle. But others go under. Others are intimidated. Others are impaired for life and come away feeling they're unworthy, they're they're lesser because yes. they struggled when they were opposed and made to feel small. And they were so sensitive, it just undermined them wholly and they never flourished and never fully blossomed. Agreed. And that's tragic. It is. We'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're exploring what Creator says about the enemies of enlightenment. And uh, we know there's a few. We've gone over uh, fear as well as difficulties with learning already. And uh, quite a few important insights there, Carl. Yes, indeed. This this is uh, an interesting exercise. There are many would-be prophets who've come along throughout the ages. And the signal thing I notice in all of it is they're pretty good at seeing that there's something wrong. Yes. <laughs> but not at providing a really good answer, a good solution. Yeah. So we have the blessing now. We can take some prior explications on issues and circumstances that are important in life and just go ask God and get yeah. straight answers about it. So this <laughs> this is this is a breakthrough. Yes, it is. That we're Absolutely. sharing with you. And this is an important one because we need to get it right. Yes, we do. You ask creator, we know the fallen angelics and the billions of members of the extraterrestrial alliance are depraved. Sitting Bull in a previous channeling said that depravity was a state of mind that is capable of experiencing pleasure only through instigating or vicariously witnessing the suffering of others. There is no other source of pleasure to the depraved mind. Are all depraved beings also fearful or have some of them conquered fear as Don Juan suggests? The direct question being, are there fearless depraved beings? If there are, that would appear to be a formidable foe indeed. What could Creator tell us? All right, Creator says, this is a key insight to understand and to embrace. The description of your adversaries, the fallen angelics and the physical extraterrestrial alliance members as being depraved is literally true. They are functional psychopaths because they're devoid of any awareness of the divine and divine principles, and as such, have been corrupted and run their worlds through power alone. They are loveless beings, devoid of compassion, and it makes them ruthless. At the same time, relying solely on power weakens them because theirs is a fragile and uncertain existence when they are surrounded by fellow beings just as ruthless and self-serving as they are personally and in danger of being stabbed in the back, literally. So your adversaries, despite having the upper hand of power and control because they are advanced technologically and more intelligent, they are cowardly. And that creates an opportunity for humanity to use as leverage to encountering their dark aims. But it very directly and powerfully illustrates the correlation you are making with these teachings that seeking power as an answer and priority in conducting one's affairs is a hollow pursuit that will create many distortions and ultimately cannot be sustained. This is why empires come and go because their entire structure is built on power and in service to power and lacks substance, because power is never an end in itself, but a means to an end and cannot be sustained because it is usually taking things out of balance and creating instability that will be reckoned with by the law of karma to restore harmful consequences. 
And this will be at the expense of the perpetrators who are power hungry and blind to its downside to the self. You know, I've always thought that those who seek power are actually projecting their insecurity out into the world, you know, and that they need the power to somehow compensate for their fear that they have inside. So a truly fearless individual actually doesn't have any need of external power. At least that's kind of the way I've seen it. Yeah, I think that's a good perspective to have and how this works, what the dynamic is. Power is, you know, risky and it's a very lonely pursuit also because there's no there's no core there there's no love there's no security yeah so you you got to keep looking over your shoulder <laughs> yeah and we know that you do end up with uh, a cohort that thinks just like you and acts just like you you know if you end up with that kind of mental condition so if you're seeking power you're surrounded by people that are also seeking power and then you're all in competition with each other for the same thing and it's not a nice place to be, <laughs> I think. U.S. creator Don Juan talks about the next natural enemy to becoming a man of knowledge, clarity. That clarity of mind, which is so hard to obtain, dispels fear, but also blinds. It forces the man never to doubt himself. It gives him the assurance he can do anything he pleases, for he sees clearly into everything. And he is courageous because he's clear, and he stops at nothing because he is clear. But all that is a mistake. It is like something incomplete. If the man yields to this make-believe power, he has succumbed to the second enemy of enlightenment and will fumble with learning. He will rush when he should be patient, or he'll be patient when he should rush. And he will fumble with learning until he winds up incapable of learning anything anymore. This sounds more like an air kind of arrogance that the being defeated by clarity is one who thinks himself falsely as enlightened, falsely complete. Don Juan says he will no longer learn or yearn for anything. Sounds like a lot of atheists and skeptics that we've encountered, Carl, which we know the ETs are, by the way, the antithesis of humility. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and Creator says, this is another way of expressing the truism, a little knowledge is the dangerous thing. This description that one begins to feel they have a clarity of vision about where they are, their attainments and capabilities, and become too self-confident in a kind of smugness and then complacent, they have arrived and no longer need to work so hard and keep striving and putting an effort as they have done before. This is indeed a false clarity or overconfidence. It is describing a state of being where one has partial knowledge that is falsely reassuring that one has all one needs. And this can indeed lead to a feeling of arrogance that one is superior to others and above them by virtue of their having achieved clarity that is truly overconfidence and a consequence of a continued state of ignorance they are simply unaware of. So this is definitely a kind of trap that can ensnare the learner who is partway along in their quest for mastery to make them think wrongly they have achieved what is needed because their state of ignorance cannot give them further encouragement to keep going. We would say that all of life is a learning opportunity and growth will only continue as long as a desire for learning is maintained and the pursuit of knowledge never ceases. Being a lifelong learner will be a constant reward and will bring a perpetual further attainment of enlightenment all along the way. You know, I I think I can grasp what Creator is saying here. 
I know in my experience in life <clears throat> that the greatest mistakes, the most catastrophic mistakes ever made are not in the beginning of a new undertaking, but after you've actually gotten a little bit of skill at it and had a little bit of mastery, and then you lose the caution that you had at the beginning. So you start taking bigger risks, but you really, you really don't have the full mastery yet. You know, you have some skill, but you don't really have enough to let, you know, caution fall away altogether. And that's when the, the big catastrophic mistakes actually happen. <laughs> yes, this, this is uh, something that you'll observe if you look carefully around you, that many people stop learning along the way. And then they stultify, they get complacent, and they never fully blossom, never fully develop. Teachers need to continue to be students themselves. Yep. And when they don't, their value as teachers will start to wane. And this is true in every pursuit. Absolutely. You asked creator, Castaneda asks how to avoid being defeated by clarity. Don Juan responds, he must do what he did with fear. He must defy his clarity and use it only to see and wait patiently and measure carefully before taking new steps. He sees all that is around him, but he has also come to his third enemy, power. Fear and clarity or arrogance can interfere with obtaining true power. What is creator's perspective on Don Juan's recipe for overcoming clarity, the second natural enemy to enlightenment? Creator tells us, this is truly an apt description of personal vulnerability and failing through temptation. For indeed, feeling one has reached the pinnacle creates a feeling of superiority in some, and that appeal to power it represents may trigger them to plan and act on such self-assurance and cause them to take advantage of their presumed superiority in seeking power over others, to presume they have privileges others do not, and at a minimum, to rest on their laurels. The false impression one has attained power through having faulty clarity, that is really the inability to see further, that more is achievable and that one is still on a path that is never ending is truly the dilemma of being in a state of ignorance while claiming victory and can only lead to false rewards and settling for less or more likely a comeuppance that will cause a person's downfall. But here again, the resource promoted is personal willpower and not seeing this as a healing need that may require outside help, especially from the divine realm. This is a lost opportunity and in effect, a false reassurance, much like the problem being described. One is being given greater clarity as an enemy to attainment without gaining true clarity about the most powerful and effective means to overcome the pitfall of clarity itself. Which is not willpower, but healing this is Indeed. what we've learned that that in, enlightening is a healing need is predominantly yes this this is a powerful message that can be applied to really almost everything because that's anything right. that's corrupted anything that's faulty anything that's out of alignment anything that's imperfect is not only a learning opportunity but most likely a healing opportunity 
because the reason it hasn't happened or it's gone too slowly in making progress is something's wrong. Something's blocking you. Something's in your way within yourself that's like an anchor holding you back. Yeah, try walking around with an anchor. (laughs) Well, this is what we do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. U.S. creator Daiwan talks of the third natural enemy to enlightenment. Power is the strongest of all enemies. And naturally, the easiest thing to do is to give in to it. After all, the man or the being is truly invincible. He commands. He begins by taking calculated risks and ends in making rules because he is a master. A man at this stage hardly notices his third power is closing. His third enemy power is closing in on him. And suddenly, without knowing, he will have certainly lost the battle. His enemy power will have turned him into a cruel, capricious man. The mistake, it appears, is thinking the power is his to use as he pleases. He thinks he owns the power rather than being a steward of it. What is creator's perspective? All right, and this is what creator tells us. We agree with this analysis and have commented already that power brings with it great responsibility. And that is the wisdom to understand its application and consequences that ensue in order to make the best choices in where and when to exert power and how to implement it to best advantage while achieving an objective without causing harm to others or the self. Such a perspective implies restraint and the discernment to understand how to go about it. This is why power alone becomes a more disadvantage. It becomes more a disadvantage than an advantage because it brings with it the possibility of creating situations where one can fail spectacularly through the abuse of power in some way or another. It is a far greater offense to wield power unfairly that deserves a backlash from others who end up being harmed through that unfair treatment than to fail simply because one is weak and ineffectual. The former is hated and the latter merely pitied. It is a greater transgression to wield power recklessly and irresponsibly than remaining weak and powerless when the soul yearns for more. This is why attaining divine alignment needs to be always a part of the discussion when it comes to things like power and its attainment. So the wisdom is imparted and becomes ingrained that power in and of itself is incomplete and poses a danger when used in isolation in the absence of wisdom. I think that is a tremendous caveat that creator is pointing out here, that if you're weak and ineffectual, you're probably not generating a lot of enemies, you know. Um, you're probably hiding yourself in the corner and people are overlooking you for the most part. You're, you're not making any friends, but at least you're not building up a long list of potential enemies. Whereas if you get power and you abuse it, suddenly you're hurting a lot of people. And not only do you suddenly have all these beings that really don't like you, but you're creating karmic burdens on top of that. So power is quite hazardous, we're learning. Well, and power is, for most people, kind of an important goal. Yeah. They, they want power. They want 
it because it seems to offer security. But it, it it's elusive in the attainment, and it has its downside and its fragile characteristics, unless there's a solid core that you have developed as well. And that's why healing is so very important, so that you can stay in divine alignment as you acquire greater capability, greater self-assurance, greater strength, and greater power through being effective and successful and becoming a role model to others and a leader, perhaps. And if you have the wisdom to use the fruits of that wisely, you can persist and you can attain greater power, potentially, without risk. But if you don't have all of that healing in place, you will be more of an imposter than you realize. And that's that's dangerous to your future stability. Many fall from grace. Many have their uh, pedestal knocked out from under them, so to speak. Well, it's power is a difficult thing because there's so much competition for the the spotlight and for the 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 podium where people will follow your orders and dictates. So instead, the real power is in the ability to lead by example, you know, in which case then you have very little competition. I mean, how much, how much competition did Gandhi have, you know, when he was alive? Um, so, you know, if you, if you genuinely know how to wield power, um, you won't have the competition that everybody else seems to, to fall victim to. Well, and that, that's because, if it's wielded and attained while you're in balance in terms of divine alignment, you won't make mistakes. You won't overdo it. You will do it in a measured, appropriate fashion because you'll be considering the rights of others and the fairness in what you do, and that will garner respect. People will appreciate you rather than resent you or want to harm you in some way or another because they sense weakness there, because they see flaws. And that's what attacks uh, competition. We'll be right back with the final segment of Get Wisdom right after this. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. 
Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at what Creator says about the enemies of enlightenment. And uh, so far, it's been quite an interesting um, examination for sure. Uh, we've looked at uh, the, the enemy of that's fear, the enemy that's clarity or kind of an arrogance. And now we're looking into the uh, the enemy of power, and it is the most uh, tenacious of them all, Carl. Well, and one can extrapolate these questions and concerns to our leaders at all levels, where yeah. one might work, where one goes to school, or people in positions of authority in the government. You know, how well are they doing? How well are they handling power? And you can see the issues emerging that we're touching on all through this discussion. Yeah, there's responsibility all along the way, and it's not always uh, wisely executed for sure. U.S. creator Castaneda asked Don Juan how to defeat the third enemy to enlightenment, power. Don Juan responds, he has to defy it deliberately. He has to come to realize the power he has seemingly conquered is in reality never his. He must keep himself in line at all times, handling carefully and faithfully all he has learned. Is it safe to assume that all the fallen angelics and ET Alliance members have been defeated by the enemy power, if not by the enemy's clarity or arrogance and fear, and that none of them have control over themselves? What is Creator's perspective? And I just want to add real quickly, you know, we've used the terms he and his all the way throughout here, but this is not supposed to be... <laughs> Gender specific, okay. Just this is words that we lifted out of a book that was written back in the 1970s. So bear with us on that one. Yes, please. All right, and this is what Creator answers. This is quite true that the corrupted and depraved interlopers have compromised their future through their use of power in the absence of belief in the divine and a recognition of divine principles as a guiding light leading to wisdom and enlightenment to understand the need for divine alignment and all one does, even if one is at the top of things in the most powerful position. Here again, the argument for overcoming the pitfall of power without control is described as relying on keeping the self in line, another exercise in willpower when that by itself presumes the wherewithal to bring it about, when the problem might well be the unawareness of the problem and an inability to have self-control because there is an imbalance underway caused by karmic forces becoming expressed in the current life and dragging the person down through allowing corruption of their being and an inability to assess things accurately. So here again, the need is truly one of healing to impart growth and stability and inner strength 
and a restoration of greater belief in the self and a greater desire to be in divine alignment as a touchstone that will unerringly guide a person to make wise choices, help to remove inner roadblocks and obstacles to growth and greater discernment, and inspire the individual and how to attain fulfillment of the yearnings from their soul to achieve great things, but in ways that do not backfire, because the person is able to use power in a measured, balanced fashion to serve the needs of all and not the self alone. The legacy of trauma is that it begins to take control of a person because the law of karma will demand a restoration for the negativity that has entered the life of a person and will often demand the restoration by bringing back around the same stressful circumstances and pain that caused the original trauma and misalignment and that it will become deeper and its power will grow stronger to corrupt and misguide the current life. This is why you need help many times to overcome the driving force for the misalignments that are the very pitfalls described here in attaining a state of enlightenment to be a so-called man of knowledge. You will find inevitably that outside help must come from the divine realm and is the best and surest way to get the help you need effectively. See, this is creator, right? This is God that's talking. And we think of a judgmental God that's going to say, you failed and strike you down. That's not what's going on here. Creator is saying that if we fail, it's probably because we're not seeking the help that we that is available to us and that we can get. And that the thing about willpower, it's actually a, a lonely undertaking. You know, you can only manage your own willpower. Nobody else can give you willpower. But others can give you healing. Others can heal and ask for your well-being on on your on their behalf on your behalf and ask with their own intentions to help you. You can get help that you can't get by trying to do it all on your own. Yes, and that's that's love in action, having that perspective. No matter who you are, even if you're a perpetrator, God wants you back in yes. the fold, in alignment, because God knows it's best for you. That's love. Absolutely. You asked creator, in all the questions asked so far, there was no mention of divine partnership. It seems Don Juan was giving a tutorial on how to achieve enlightenment without creator's assistance, which is apparently something very few can ever manage on their own. How does partnership with the divine using empowered prayer and the light worker healing protocol make the genuine attainment of enlightenment possible for the many instead of the intrepid few? All right, and this is what creator says. What we need to point out here is that there is quite common, a quite common misperception about the true meaning of enlightenment. For many, it is perceived as the need for attaining a kind of personal power through higher awareness that will make someone self-sufficient and perhaps capable of even superhuman feats. That is a misunderstanding and misrepresentation of the meaning of enlightenment to begin with. The true meaning is exactly as the word spells out for you. It is a regaining of light, meaning a regaining of a close association with and embracing and perceiving and understanding what is in divine alignment and having the inner wherewithal to be in attunement and in harmony with the divine. 
That can only happen when a person is not corrupted or in a state of disarray through holding fear and doubt, low opinions of the self, not having confidence in one's future and feeling capable of success and so on. What is lacking for such individuals is not necessarily a more detailed knowledge of divine principles per se, but healing what ails them, what makes them feel diminished and doubtful of their rightful place and birthright to be a true partner with the divine, accepted within the fold and supported fully with an array of blessings that can be bestowed by the divine for support, guidance, healing, and protection. Understanding those things can exist and happen is not the same as knowing and feeling. One has them for the asking and can live with confidence and inner strength from knowing all is well and feeling it without doubt or fear getting in the way. This is the goal of the Lightworker Healing Protocol, to provide a means for getting the deep healing often needed to overcome the karmic legacy of being traumatized again and again by multiple lifetimes of difficulty, struggle, punishment, and loss, resulting in many personal failings and leading to greater and greater obstacles in achieving enlightenment because one has been so removed from divine alignment as a consequence of being the victim of such negativity. The greatest source of chronic anxiety is that the deep subconscious knows you have been in trouble many times, have failed many times, have been made to suffer many times, and worries your current life will end the same way. You cannot fix this because it is below conscious awareness and is felt only through stress in the body and the emotional symptoms that are vague and nonspecific and give little to work with, even for a skilled therapist in helping people cope with their problems. Empowered prayer is a great way to begin healing because it will state an agenda clearly and powerfully as to what is needed and what is desired for the divine realm to do, much more specifically than common prayers petitioning the Almighty for help in a general way. This comes full circle around to the need for life, uh, the need in life for learning and it is never truer or more significant than when it comes to saving yourself from your own folly and the many unfair traumas you have endured through the course of your existence, all of which largely remain unhealed and in your way. The most powerful tool is the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it addresses all potential forms of negativity that can be harming you including the deep karmic entanglements with many times, places, and circumstances, the influencers representing thousands of individuals over the course of multiple lifetimes. All of those individual woundings need to be healed in order for the karmic forces to be rebalanced and not a continued threat to your stability and well-being. The Lightworker Healing Protocol can heal and save humanity by healing the interlopers who are seeking to overpower and annihilate you as a final condemnation. They are tired of enslaving you and being your overseers, manipulating you in countless ways for their own amusement because they are loveless and enjoy your suffering as a kind of depraved entertainment. That is no way for you to live as victims, nor is it any way for them to live as perpetrators. Both are at polar ends of a spectrum far from divine alignment. 
The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the answer because it will provide a unification in bringing back into balance those with power and those who are abused by the power of others. The healing will be conducted by a restoration of inner balance, not by a divine punishment. This is the greatest proof of the power of the divine when God's creations who become loveless, love-deprived, and heartless predators are healed through restoring love for them and through them as a choice that will uplift and restore them to divine alignment. This is a divine mission and is fitting because you are divine in origin and destiny, but you must choose to stay on the path and take action. The weak and ignorant dominate your world and are on the sidelines as a result. Only those more in divine alignment have the strength and awareness of what's needed. The task is not difficult, but will only be effective when embraced and acted on willingly and within and with conviction. Doubt and fear can be healed and help a would-be humanitarian step into their power as a light worker and join the cause to save and heal humanity. We welcome you back to your true purpose and destiny. So the answer is Empowered Prayer and Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can download the Empowered Prayer book, our ebook, at getwisdom.com slash prayer. And you can get an ebook describing the Lightworker Healing Protocol at getwisdom.com slash LHP. Empowered Prayer and LHP, Carl. Well, we've heard this for some years now. This is the... The, the path to saving and healing humanity. And it's very much needed right now because we be in trouble. Yes, we, we, yes, we be. Check us out at GetWisdom.com. Visit us today. We'll see you next week with some more Get Wisdom. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 